Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Antigua and Barbuda lifts state of emergency and curfew. Antigua and Barbuda make payment to former Liette workers. Omicron detected on French St. Martin. Regional tourism stakeholders alerted to the hazards of marine pollution. Caribbean Development Bank supports efforts to alleviate youth unemployment in Haiti. And CNN's New Year's Eve Live with Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen adds Puerto Rico to its broadcast. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, December 21st. We start a report today in Antigua and Barbuda. Barbados today reports that the government of Antigua and Barbuda on Monday dispatched $2 million EC to the Liat court-appointed receiver for distribution to resident former Liat workers. This sum is intended to meet partial satisfaction of the cash component of the compassionate payout, which the Antigua and Barbuda government has volunteered. Its extended compassionate offer, though the government has no legal obligation to make any such payments. The payment by the government of Antigua and Barbuda is a compassionate payment intended to bring some Christmas cheer to those who have been unable to earn income since they were severed. The payment is limited to former Liat workers resident in Antigua and Barbuda. Caribbean National Weekly reports that Antigua and Barbuda Parliament has approved the lifting of the state of emergency and curfew that had been put in place since March last year. But Prime Minister Gaston Brown told legislators that while the state of emergency and the curfew will be lifted on December 24th, the measures could be reversed if the need arises. We maintain that effective December 24th at 12 midnight, the state of emergency and curfew will end, and until such time, the need may arise for reinstitution of a state of emergency and curfew. There shall be no such restriction, he told Parliament. However, the health protocols as established to include the wearing of masks, social distancing, and sanitization, those remain in place. The government has told members of the population that they must be prepared to live with COVID after health authorities inform cabinet that approximately 58,000 residents are fully vaccinated and 4,000 partially vaccinated and that no one is currently hospitalized with the virus. To date, Antigua and Barbuda has not recorded a single case of the Omicron variant, although it is only a matter of time before it reaches the shores of many Caribbean countries. In this past week, visitors have come from more than 77 countries, all carrying ID cards showing that they are fully vaccinated, yet a small number has been identified as infected. The population must therefore be prepared to live with COVID, and many will have to take a booster shot to protect against possible infection. The cabinet encourages everyone who is eligible eligible to take the COVID-19 vaccine, according to the statement issued after the weekly cabinet meeting. The statement said that cabinet having given 
careful consideration to the presentation made the previous week by the group of persons representing the promoters and in consideration of the ongoing threat posed by the Omicron variant has decided to maintain an upper limit of 304 approved FETs with a further restriction that only one event will be permitted on any given day, subject to all of the other safety protocols, inclusive of the rapid test prescreening. It said private parties are limited to 25 persons, other than those held in biosecure spaces, and the cabinet reserves the right to review every seven days the efficacy of the restrictions that are imposed in order to determine whether those restrictions are achieving the desired outcome. St. Martin Island Times reports that on Saturday, December 18th, it was reported that there was a detection of the first case of the Omicron variant in Guadeloupe and St. Martin. After sequencing the evidence, two cases of Omicron variant have been confirmed, one in Guadeloupe and the other in St. Martin. Omicron is a highly mutated version of the coronavirus with an unprecedented number of genetic changes which had been first detected in southern Africa. Since then, it has appeared in dozens of countries across six continents and in the last 22 states. Minister Otley urged all persons that are not vaccinated to seriously consider doing so. With the Omicron being the new variant of concern, the Ministry of VSA has now shortened the time span between the second vaccine dose and the booster. The time frame between the two vaccines will be reduced from six months to three months, effective Monday, December 20th. The booster is now available for all eligible persons after a three-month period, regardless of any underlying health conditions. St. Lucia Time reports that marine pollution is an issue of major concern to regional tourism industry stakeholders, and the matter has necessitated the commissioning of a consultative report to better address this crucial situation. The report conducted by St. Lucian Marine Consultant Cuthbert Didier provides comprehensive detail on the myriad of oceanic hazards that has to be dealt with urgently to sustain livelihoods in the ever-developing blue economy. The new report proposes several recommendations to address marine pollution from pleasure vessels, notably yachts and tourism centers in the Caribbean islands and including Jamaica. Heavy emphasis is focused on the black water problem, a global issue negatively impacting the industry. Notably, the report seeks to help establish the development of a public-private partnership to reduce marine pollution from such vessels and tourism centers. The report was commissioned by the Caribbean Public Health Agency, CARFA, under Component 2 of the GEF IWECO project and placed emphasis on eight of ten islands under the project. 
Among the recommendations is for the islands, including Antigua and Barbuda, Barbados, Grenada, St. Lucia, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, and Trinidad and Tobago, to make use of sewage water pump-out facilities at all ports of entries, marinas, boatyards, and approved anchorage areas mandatory. The report also recommends that islands consider the introduction in the custom declaration forms of the size of holding tanks of vessels clearing in and out of the state. In addition, it states there is a need to implement a policy that seals holding tanks of yachts once on dry dock for long-term storage beyond seven days in boatyards. Also, the report recommends that measures should be taken to consider the inclusion of water testing as a prerequisite for the licensing of operations for not only touristic centers along with the coastlines, but also marinas, boatyards, anchorage areas, and touristic beaches. The recommendations were made against the background of findings including that while the yachting market had traditionally served a relatively small niche market, it was noted in 2005 that there had been substantial growth over the last two decades for both charter cruises and bare boating. This is combined with the more recent data confirmed the significant expansion of yachting in the region over the last 30 years, and that continued growth is expected. Furthermore, the report states that marine pollution, for which solid waste and wastewater are among the more prevalent sources, is widespread across the region and poses a serious threat to the blue economy. Wastewater management remains a challenge in the Caribbean and in the tourism industry in particular. In 1996, it was estimated that 75% of wastewater treatment plants operated by hotels and resorts, so-called package plants in the Caribbean, did not comply with basic effluent discharge criteria, the report noted. Construction of hotels, recreation, and other facilities often lead to increased sewage pollution in proper sewage management, compromises near shore water quality in many coastal regions. Noting the severe hazard posed by the Blackwater Dilemma, the report warned, while these all may negatively impact the quality of seawater and the marine environment in general, the primary concern is Blackwater pollution. Black water or sewage pollution from recreational boats is an increasing problem worldwide and is of particular concern in popular tourism destinations like the Caribbean and the Mediterranean. In 2019, the report states that five sub-regional territories, namely Antigua and Barbuda, Grenada, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, and St. Vincent and the Grenadines, more than one million gallons of black water and more than four 47 million gallons of gray water were generated. In a press release issued over the weekend, the Caribbean Development Bank announced that 150 young people from five Haitian cities will receive entrepreneurship training, mentorship, and access to grants for business startup purposes under the new project, Youth Entrepreneurship Education and Training in Haiti. The Technical Assistant Project was launched on December 6 by the Caribbean Development Bank in collaboration with Society 
Financière Haitienne de Development and Le Institut National de Formation Professionnelle. The project is starting in the capital city of Port-au-Prince with the first cohorts of 25 young people currently taking part in a two-week training workshop. The Caribbean Development Bank, through its Caribbean Technological Consultancy Service Network, has contributed $600,000 U.S. dollars from its special development fund, Haiti set aside for the project's implementation. Daniel Bess, director of projects department at the Caribbean Development Bank, explained that the project is part of an effort to tackle high youth unemployment levels in Haiti. He noted that while the World Bank research showed that a significant portion of Haitian youth start work at an early age, creating an increased risk of school dropout rates, unemployment levels among young people were still as high as 40.6% for males and 54.8% for females. The project aims to bridge this gap by equipping young people who are on the verge of completing or have recently completed completed technical and vocational training with skills to be successfully self-employed. This is why the Caribbean Development Bank is supporting this project. The bank recognizes that the entrepreneurial talents of young people should be harnessed to create self-employment opportunities, thereby reducing unemployment and poverty. Based on the successful implementation of this pilot project, it will be scaled up to benefit a larger number of young persons in Haiti, stated Bess. The project will benefit young people between the ages of 18 to 30 in Port-au-Prince and four other community departments. The project will run over a period of 18 months and includes training workshops, one-on-one mentorships. Training and mentorships will be facilitated by experienced consultants, some of whom are in business, owners, operators themselves. Additionally, at least 50 eligible young persons will have access to finance through grants up to 5000 U.S. dollars to enable them to acquire essential materials, tools, and equipment, inclusive of professional services, to start or expand and improve their businesses. Discover Puerto Rico has announced for the first time ever, CNN's New Year's Eve Live will include reports from Puerto Rico's famous district of Old San Juan. CNN correspondent Gary Tushman and his daughter, newsy anchor Lindsay Tushman, will report live from the local festivities, which will be the first U.S. destination to ring in the new year at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 12 a.m. Atlantic Standard Time, airing Friday, December 31st, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on CNN and CNN International, with hosts Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. Live from Times Square, Gary and Lindsay will share the Puerto Rican holiday spirit while celebrating the capital city of San Juan's 500th anniversary. We are very excited to welcome CNN and its viewers to experience an authentic old San Juan New Year's Eve celebration and countdown to 2022 together. The show will highlight Puerto Rico's rich and festive culture and invite communities around the world to make Puerto Rico part of their 2022 plans. We encourage viewers to tune in and start 2022 alongside us, said Brad Dean, CEO 
CEO of Discover Puerto Rico. Viewers can participate live and share their New Year's Eve greetings using hashtag CNN NYE and CNN. And CNN may feature them on the bottom ticker throughout the evening. CNN's New Year's Eve Live will stream live for subscribers via CNN Go and on CNN Mobile app for iOS and Android. Puerto Rico is home to the longest holiday season in the world, lasting around 45 days and stretching from Thanksgiving through mid-January and culminating with the Fiesta de la Cala San Sebastian, also known as La Sanse which takes place in Old San Juan. As a part of San Juan's 500th anniversary, local celebrations and special events will be running through June 2022. For more information about the destination, follow Discover Puerto Rico's social channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and visit discoverpuertorico.com. Discover Dominica has announced that American Airlines is expanding services from Dominica to Miami International Airport with daily services effective April 5, 2022. The service, which is scheduled to increase from two times weekly at launch to three times in January, will increase frequency to seven times weekly in April. The Honorable Denise Charles, Dominica's Minister of Tourism, International Transport and Maritime Initiatives, indicated that this announcement and commitment to a daily schedule is a testament to American Airlines' belief in a tourism product of Dominica and the growing demand for the destination's unique low-density, nature-immersed tourism product. Furthermore, the increase in weekly seat capacity aligns with goals to aggressively increase stayover visitor arrival to 200,000 in five years. Dominica, the nature island in the Caribbean, has been making significant strides in recent years to position itself as a major tourism destination in the Caribbean. This increased service will make it easier for travels from North American market, particularly on the East Coast, to access a unique experience that they would otherwise have to travel to Hawaii to obtain. It will also make it easier for patrons from South Florida and the 40-plus connecting cities in North America to participate in the many festivals hosted on the island, like the unique carnival, jazz, and creole festivals. Mr. Colin Piper, CEO, Director of Tourism, stated that the increase in flights will be a major factor in establishing better relationships with the U.S. tour operators and travel agents, which will result in more business for the hoteliers and service providers in Dominica. St. Lucia Time reports that Virgin Atlantic touched down in St. Lucia, celebrating its new service from London Heathrow Airport. The new service is operating three times a week. The new service from London Heathrow Airport will provide travelers from St. Lucia with direct links to the UK's iconic capital city, along with seamless connections onto Virgin Atlantic's network via London Heathrow. The new route complements Virgin Atlantic's recently launched behind Bahamas to Heathrow service, as well as St. Vincent and the Grenadines to London Heathrow. Hannah Swift, country manager Caribbean at Virgin Atlantic, commented, We couldn't be more excited to launch our first flight to St. Lucia from London Heathrow with our new Trice Weekly service as we continue to expand our services from 
the Caribbean to the UK. We're currently flying to the UK from Barbados, Bahamas, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Jamaica, Antigua and Grenada, and expect to restart Tobago and Havana, Cuba in the upcoming months. And finally, Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that Trinidad and Tobago-born award-winning actor Michael Sherry has been casted alongside Academy Award-winning actress Regina King, the harder they fall in her upcoming movie, Shirley. Sherry will portray King's husband, Conrad O. Chisholm, in the film produced by participant and Regina King's Royal Ties production. King will star as Shirley Chisholm in the film, written and directed by Academy Award winner John Ridley. When asked how he managed to land the role, Sherry told Newsday via a WhatsApp message, a renowned Hollywood casting director, Kim Harding, reached out to my managers about the potential opportunity. Once I received the call back, we poured all our energies and resources into preparation for the live call in audition via Zoom with Regina King and John Ridley. Less than 24 hours later, we were notified that I got the role. I'm ecstatic because it's every actor's dream to nab a lead role in any production, but exhausted because there were countless days of preparation and effort to get ready for this moment. And it never stops. You're continuously on the go. Yet I wouldn't trade it. I'm loving every minute. He said working with such big names in the movie business will give him the opportunity to prove as a talent born and raised on an island that we have the capacity to deliver on any stage, but also to learn and share these experiences with others so that they too can succeed at this level. Shirley is the intimate portrayal of trailblazing political icon Shirley Chisholm, who was born to Barbadian family and was the first black congresswoman and the first black woman to run for president of the United States at great personal cost for herself. The film will tell the story of Chisholm's boundary-breaking and historic election campaign based on exclusive and extensive conversation with family, friends, and those who knew her best. His on-screen credits include Home Again with Telefilm Canada, The Mystic Monsieur, Man in the Yellow Suit for Merchant Ivory Films, and the recent Tribeck Film Festival selected She Paradise, directed by Maya Cozier. Sherry is represented by Question Mark Entertainment. Shirley will air on Netflix at a date to be announced. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, December 21st. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.